Welcome to Coogan Knows the Law, where we untangle the knots of complicated legal questions and break down legalese into plain English. I'm attorney Jim Coogan. Today's question is, what kind of insurance should you buy? The most common kinds of consumer insurance that people purchase are home and auto insurance. The second part of this is, you're buying the insurance to protect yourself. The third part is, you shouldn't be afraid to ask questions and learn the coverage that you have. And the last point I'll make is that sometimes, surprisingly, it helps to ask a lawyer these questions. But before we get into our discussion of what kind of insurance you should buy, here's a reminder that this episode is brought to you by the law firm of Coogan Gallagher. Coogan Gallagher is a law firm that serves individual clients in situations where they're dealing with insurance issues. While a lot of our clients are injured, every single one of those cases involves insurance issues one way or the other. There are rare exceptions that don't, and that can involve liability insurance, health insurance, dental insurance. There's even situations where we're dealing with life insurance. So if you have questions about insurance, it may surprise you that the people you should reach out to would be attorneys like myself and the other attorneys at our firm. Find us on the web at cgtrial.com. You could call us at 312-782-7482. So let's begin with our first important point about insurance. For most people, Besides the health insurance and other benefits that you might get from work, the most significant insurance purchase that you'll ever make is to insure your home, and that includes both homeowners and renters insurance, which are sort of the same thing, and your automobile. And your automobile insurance actually covers a lot more than you might realize. Have you ever purchased any insurance at all? Have you ever talked to an insurance agent before? It could be a little bit overwhelming to try to get your mind around what you're buying, why you're buying it, what it's covering you for, what situations that you might be able to make a claim in. And of course, most people are concerned that if they ever have to make an insurance claim, their rates are going to go up. Let's start with that because it's one thing that we try to emphasize to our clients regularly. Ultimately, you paid for that insurance. You've been paying premiums for years. The notion that the amount of premiums you may have to pay in the future is going to go up should not be a reason that you don't make a claim. It should not be a reason that you avoid contacting your insurance company when you have some sort of an incident. Because number one, if you don't make the claim, you'll never tap into the insurance and what was the point of even having it? Number two, if you don't notify your insurance company in the law, that may give them a basis to deny your claim. And that's really the last thing you want to do. So most people with their employment will have health insurance or they go buy health insurance on the secondary market, that's really just related to medical issues. What we're focusing on in this episode is liability insurance, home and auto. Your homeowner's insurance will cover you if, for example, someone got injured at your house. Not as common as car crash cases, but it certainly happens, and you certainly want to have that coverage in place. But more likely, home insurance claims are going to involve damage to the house, hail damage, storm damage, sewer backup damage. All these things are claims that you can make within a homeowner's insurance policy. But it also has that liability insurance part of it if somebody were at your house and they tripped and injured themselves. And it even covers you for some things that may happen outside the home. That's why 
you want to talk to your insurance agent when you get that insurance. You want to find out what is your limit for liability insurance. At the end of the day, the reasons why we're going to talk about liability insurance and how you're protecting yourself really have to do with your finances. The more you save, the more you build up in your personal finance, the more you try to work towards retirement, the more that there is at risk. So that if anything goes wrong, having good insurance for your home and for your auto is a necessary part of your financial plan. If you don't have them, then some terrible, unexpected incident could wipe out all those savings. So let's focus a little bit on the auto insurance part of this. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't realize anything about the different types of coverages that they have under their automobile insurance policy. One of the things that you'll see if you go look on your computer and download your policy, or if you pull it out of your file cabinet, is a bunch of different line items on there. That document is referred to as the declarations page. It shows you what the coverages are that you have under that policy. It shows what you can do to cover your vehicle if it's damaged. It shows coverages for damage to other property if there's some kind of a crash. It shows the coverage for damage to other vehicles that you may be involved in a crash with. But bodily injury or liability is the line item that covers if you happen to cause a crash and somebody makes a claim against you, that's the dollar figure that they are able to tap into. That's the limit of the coverage. In Illinois, the minimum amount you must carry under the law is $25,000 in bodily injury limit coverage. Policies tend to have multiples of 25,000, either 50 or 100 or 250,000. Sometimes they're more than that. Sometimes there's some odd numbers occasionally, but those tend to be the numbers. And as we mentioned a moment ago, you're protecting yourself by getting better insurance. If you only buy the state minimum of $25,000 in coverage, but you have a sizable retirement plan and you have real assets, then you've left yourself exposed. Because if you did happen to do something where someone was unfortunately injured, you're going to be on the hook for that. And your insurance coverage is only going to go to that $25,000 limit. And if the person who you were injured thinks that you may have more money, then they could go after you. That's, that's really the law. I mean, if you're responsible for what happened, then that's what they have an opportunity to do. This is why you would consider increasing those amounts. But let's go a step further. Our second point is about how you're protecting yourself. More than just protecting yourself against financial problems, there's other coverages in your policy that you might not have realized that you have. Two of the critical ones are called underinsured motorist coverage and uninsured motorist coverage. And if you've never heard of those before, you're not alone. Most people don't really think about those kinds of coverages, or if they meet with an agent or a broker who explains what that is, you may think about it for a moment or two, but if you're a normal person, you forget about it after you walk out the door, unless something bad happens. And then suddenly you're wondering, wait a minute, what kind of coverage did I get again? Underinsured motorist coverage is exactly what it sounds like. It's a coverage for the unfortunate situation where somebody who caused you to be injured only has $25,000, the minimum limit in Illinois, and has no other assets. And there's really nothing else that you can tap into. And if you're badly hurt, that opposing insurance company, they're going to write you the check for $25,000. And then what? And if your underinsured motorist coverage is low, or you didn't bother to get more than just that $25,000 amount, 
And that's where the story ends. And even though none of us want to believe that we will ever be involved in a crash or hit by a car or somehow otherwise injured in a motor vehicle incident, the reality is it may happen. Per mile traveled, automobile travel is much more dangerous than train travel, subway travel, air travel. Crashes happen all the time. You couldn't watch the news in a major metropolitan area without seeing coverage of some kind of a crash that happened that day. If you carry 50, 100, 250, maybe $500,000 in underinsured motorist coverage, then you're protecting yourself from a bad driver with bad insurance so that you don't have to worry about whether they've got enough insurance. You don't have to worry about whether their company is a decent company to deal with, that your lawyer has to fight them all the way to trial for something that really shouldn't require a trial. You're protecting yourself. Uninsured motorist coverage is really almost the same thing. The difference there is that if the person who strikes you, if the person who runs a red light and hits your car, if they have no insurance whatsoever, then it's not your problem because you protected yourself. You have uninsured motorist coverage. You can contact your insurance company, tell them what happened, and make a claim. And if you're seriously hurt, the higher those limits were, the more coverage you have. And maybe it sounds like it's all about money, and, and that might sound crass. But when you've been injured, and I can speak from not just the experience of having represented dozens, if not actually hundreds of injured people over the years, but actually going through it myself personally, knowing that you have that backstop, that protection there to help you when you have to go through treatment, maybe surgery, physical therapy, all those debilitating, frustrating weeks and months where you're just not yourself because your leg, your arm, some body part was injured. Knowing that there's something to back you up to help relieve some of the financial pressure under those circumstances could make all the difference in the world for you. So let's get to our third point. What about all these coverages? Well, my strong recommendation to everybody listening to this is ask your insurance person about what coverage you have. After you pull your policy document out of the file cabinet or pull it up on your computer, if you still don't understand what you're looking at, talk to your insurance agent. Give them a call. And if you don't have an agent or you don't have a good agent, get a different agent. Find somebody who can help explain this stuff to you. Ask them if you have good coverage. Ask them about the carrier. Ask them what their experiences are with claims that are made against that carrier. You might want to change insurance companies. And if you bought it off of a website and you really didn't use an agent, you might want to consider doing that too. Because ultimately, the better insurance companies are better because they make the claims experience easier. Nobody wants to think about any of these things. You'd prefer never to have to make a single insurance claim in your entire life. But if you live long enough, odds are you're going to have to make one at some point. Now to our last point. Sometimes you actually should be asking a lawyer about these things. Now, generally speaking, when we get these calls, it's after somebody was in some kind of an incident where they've been hurt. But I can tell you that ironically, even though every claim that we have for car crashes tends to be against an insurance company, unless there's a corporate entity involved, and so many other cases, we're fighting with insurance people, we're fighting with insurance agents and fighting with insurance adjusters. But I've had so many conversations over the years where I've recommended to people, next time you may want to have better insurance here. And one of the toughest conversations to have with a client is trying to explain to them where they really don't have enough insurance. The other guy was either uninsured or had very low limits. And I'm talking to someone who's really injured, who had to have a lot of medical treatment, maybe off work for months, 
but they don't have a lot of protection either. There's nowhere else to go. At the end of the day, that's part of the American economy is where there's some safety nets out there, but a lot of times you're on your own. But if you get those protections on the front end, when you're not thinking it'll ever happen to you, you'll feel better when the unfortunate happens. So let's move to our closing argument. Insurance coverage is just one of those necessary evils in life. It's expensive, and sometimes it can be very frustrating paying premiums for years, never making a claim. No one wants to imagine that they would be injured or that they're ever going to have to actually make a claim, let alone that they'd ever be the reason that someone else was injured. But the law requires that you have automobile coverage if you're driving a car. And if you own a home and you have a mortgage, you're going to be required to get homeowner's insurance. So because you need these things, don't just assume that your agent's going to take care of it for you or that the company's got your best interests in mind. Ask questions. Protect yourself. Don't get bad insurance. Take care of yourself. And if you have questions about an incident, about an injury, about an insurance claim, you know who to talk to. Find us at cgtrial.com. This episode was produced by Ear for Audio.